0: Welcome to Your Life and Money, where we believe that financial planning is not just about numbers, it's about your life. I'm Brad Smith, joined always by Tim Barodi, and each episode we'll be sharing stories from real people who have used life-centered planning to achieve their goals and dreams. At Advice First, we believe that the key to financial success is aligning your money with your values and your priorities. And we're here to help you do just that. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on the journey to a life-centered life
1: centered Plan. Brad, well, welcome, and uh, I'm very excited to get this inaugural episode started. And uh, yeah, we're, I'm really looking forward to uh, just again having some conversations about life-centered planning, um, sharing some stories. I know, um, I know you've got some stories in mind uh, even for today's episode. Yeah. Um, and and what I kind of thought would be nice for those of the those listeners who don't necessarily know us or tuning in for the first time is maybe just to share our stories of kind of how we got to where we're at. I know that's a question we ask clients a lot is, hey, how have you got from, from there to what brought you into our office today or whatnot? So um, I guess turnabout's fair play and we can, we can put that question on ourselves as well today. So um, yeah, I mean, let's jump right into it and um, tell me, Tell me your story and and how Advice First came to be.
0: Yeah, this is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to the conversations that we're going to have ahead here. And really for me, uh, if I really kind of go back, I became an independent financial advisor in 1998, but it actually goes even before that, back to the early 90s, right out of college and university. I worked in the financial services. I worked in a trust company in the early 90s what I found in those years was, it, and a lot of people relate to this, is that a lot of what you were doing in the bank in those days was really sales oriented. It was product focused. Um, everything was trying to sell a particular uh, product or, or you know, solution that the bank was trying to offer. And there was very little actual planning and advice in that. And I did that for about seven years. And then in 1998, I decided to go uh, the independent route to have a little bit more control over my future and the advice that I was providing for, uh, for clients. And so, yeah, in the late nineties, um, early two thousands, you know, I was kind of the guy doing the planning, trying to, um, you know, find the right investments that would be suitable for, for clients, uh, you know, aligned with their financial plans. And then along comes, uh, you know, September 11th, 2001 and uh, all the upset and uncertainty around that and market selling off which eventually pushed us into a recession and I found myself kind of resorting back to trying to defend you know investments and, and whatnot uh, and instead of sticking to kind of the financial planning process. And uh, so I kind of fell back into that same sort of trap in those in the early 2000s. And then fast forward, we had the same sort of issue that most people won't remember. But in 2006, we had uh, the income trust issues in Canada. Again, people kind of falling back into that, hey, you're my investment guy kind of idea. And uh, uh, trying to find myself kind of winning their uh, faith again sort of thing. And then, of course, 2008, we went through that whole financial crisis as well. And again, falling back into that same sort of challenge with with clients. And what I realized actually prior to that, kind of in 2007, shall we say, and I'm not trying to be prophetic, but I kind of sensed that something was kind of coming up and I really wanted to kind of change my approach again instead of always trying to be that investment guy and try to um, predict the future of markets and I realized that planning was really, really important and uh, more important to control the things we can versus trying to control or, or react to the things we can't control at all. And that's certainly the markets and you realize after a while, markets don't really promise us anything actually. Um, you know, they're going to go up and they're going to go down and there's going to be times of volatility, but they don't really offer us anything. So where's the real value? in helping clients and that was really kind of come into the planning side and that's where we can really help clients, you know, plan their their future, their cash flow, making sure they're living within their means, making sure they're making good, wise decisions. And that's why we really focused on the financial planning. But then we realized again in the future, you know, beyond that, that really it's about helping clients get the best life they can with the money they have and the time they've got left. And so that's why we really started to focus on life-centered planning of making sure that we're not always deferring to the future. And I think that's another challenge that advisors have in our profession is that they're always kind of naturally encouraging clients to defer the future. I'll give you a really or defer to the future. Let me give you a quick example, and that is tax planning. Tax planning is all about reducing your taxes and you know defer to the future. The RSP is a great example of that. And you, you find that it's always trying to defer to the future, long-term planning, those types of things. But what about now? And um, we want to make sure that we have a good balance between you know, getting the best life we can now and into the future. And I think that's where advisors can really add value. And so that's why we named our, our business um, Advice First, because it really comes down to the advice that you give to people first, and then the solutions can follow later.
1: Awesome. And yeah, I mean, that's... I joined your team um, as, again, that real shift to the the life-centered planning and, and that lifestyle financial planning um, kind of really was starting to come to the forefront um, with you. And and again, that's one of the things that really attracted me to, to advice first. Um, my background, like many of my generation, is more a little bit all over the place as I've been through a number of different um, careers and jobs. Um, again, started in, as a financial advisor straight out of university, looked like I was 12 years old, um, was still only 21. But, um, but again, back in that would have been in back in 2005, when again, the, the focus was very salesy, right? And, and again, for, for somebody that looked the age I did at the time, it, it was not the best maybe decision or transition to try to make at that time. Um, And then again, you mentioned 2008, again, went through a period where I was unemployed um, and kind of had to reevaluate what I really wanted to do or what I was trying to do. And so that's when um, I got into the accounting side of things, uh, started working on my CPA designation, um, worked in a couple different accounting roles. And then through that is how I actually ended up meeting you through a networking group. Uh, That would have been 2013, 2012, 2013. Um, And uh, and yeah, I mean, it was your your business. And and I always I always. I don't know how to put this, but I always I always kept like a finger on the financial planning side of things. Like even though I was working accounting and corporate accounting, I still always had an interest in the investment side, the financial planning side. And so yeah, when we met, it it was a very natural fit for me. Anyways, I mean, hopefully you felt the same way, but um, <laughs> I did. But yes, uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a great fit and and something that I felt really comfortable again, kind of making that change again from a corporate accounting role now back to personal financial planning. But again, even in my role as an accountant, I had seen like a lot of different situations and it, it was always like, oh, well, why is it set up like this? Or why are they doing that? And and why are they not spending this money? Like sometimes, right? Like it seemed weird. Like, why are they sitting on this enormous pool of capital? and And it was those types of questions that continue to drive kind of what we do now is what is it really for? And we're, we'll kind of get into that. I know in some future episodes of kind of the, what life center planning really is and and what does that look like? But I mean, when, when I kind of think back to, again, when, when we, when we were kind of getting that, that started with the, with, with me joining the team, it was, it was really that desire to, to help clients ask. The, those types of questions and those and answer those types of questions. Um, because again, like you said, the, the traditional, um, thinking is much more along the lines of, Hey, let's, let's save for the future. Let's, let's wait. Let, like you said, let's defer, let's defer. Um, but again, through, through my own experiences with some family members and, um, and watching grandparents, like my, my grandparents were kind of polar opposites of that spectrum. One was, I'm going to save and I don't want to spend because I don't know what might happen in the future. The other was, hey, I'm going to enjoy life to the fullest, but I don't really have a plan for how things may go 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. And I I, I watched those both end up very, very different situations and scenarios at the end of the day. And. Knowing what I know now and again, having the experience I have now, I, it would have been great if I had met them as a financial life center planner 20 years ago, 30 years ago um, to maybe even even those two out and maybe bring them both more towards the center a little bit comparatively to where things ended up. But um, but yeah, it's and, and that kind of leads into the the next question I wanted to ask is. Um, we're going to get in, like I said a little bit more on the process and what life center planning really is in, in another episode. but I wanted to to focus on the why, right? why do we why did we take this approach? You touched on it a little bit like we want to control the things we can control. Um, we, we as advisors want to add value outside of that traditional investment advisor type relationship but, Um, I know you've got a a really powerful story that some of our clients have have even referenced to us in the past as well, where they've heard it. Um, And I think it it really hits the nail on the head. So um, yeah, if you can share that story with our audience, that would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, and and before I do, I just wanna just make one point, and that is I think the idea of life-centered planning, the, the sort of things that we're doing now is actually come to light more for people, especially because we came through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And with all the uncertainty around that, the volatility of markets, you know, whatever, all the unrest that's going on in the world, just just the world feels different today. And I think a lot of people are kind of waking up and going, wait a minute, I don't know if I'm necessarily promised tomorrow. So I need to make sure I have a good balance between today and my future. And I think that's really where a lot of the Life Center planning focus and approach is very helpful it does remind me of a, of a story of, of a, of a client, um, and, you know, to protect his identity, I'll, we'll call him Henry today. And, uh, but Henry was, uh, actually, a, a, a client of mine way back in the early nineties, uh, when I was at the trust company and, uh, we got along really well. And when I went out on my own in 1998, he was actually my very first client. Um, he called me right away and he says, no, I'm coming with you. And, um, yeah, it's just a good guy. He, you know, Henry and his wife, they, they did everything right. They lived within their means. They, they paid down their debts. They helped educate their kids. They saved for the future. They took advice. Um, and these aren't, these aren't extravagant people. Like he, he, he literally worked in a factory as a foreman, um, and she worked in retail. So nothing real fancy, just good old honest small-town folk really is what they were. Um, but as I said, they did everything right. And he got to the point where he could retire um, in his mid-60s, and he would come to me and we would do a plan. And In fact, for a number of years, he'd come to me and he'd go, can I afford to retire? Absolutely, Henry, you can afford to retire. Uh, I think I'll wait another year. But eventually he came to me one year and said, no, it's it's time for me to, to retire. So he did everything right, and uh, we put a retirement plan together for him, cash flow plan, and the way they were going. The story kind of turns though when a couple of years later, I think it was actually three years later, uh, I get a call from his uh, wife, and she, she says uh, Henry's in the hospital. Uh, Henry tried to take his life this morning, um, and that was not only shocking for me, but you know, um, very very upsetting as well. Of course, so um, so I took a chance and I went to go visit Henry and. Uh, I don't know, the the hospital at the time must have thought I was his pastor or something, so they, <laughs> they but they let me in. So I went and visited him. And uh to make a long story short, I kind of had the relationship where I could ask some tough questions to him and he so I said, What what happened? Like what like you I don't know, from my perspective you did everything right and that's led to this. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to downplay um mental illness. Like if if you're struggling with mental illness you you're not alone. People are out there. Resources are out there um, to lean on and to help you. So, but I did have that kind of relationship with with Henry, where I could say, you know, you know what what happened, and uh, what he said to me really struck me. Um, he said, he says, Brad, he says, nobody needs me. My 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 kids are raised. They're independent. They're on their own. Um, work doesn't need me anymore. Um, you know, I'm just not needed and every morning I get up and I've got really nothing to do and after a while I went to the doctor and said doctor I can't sleep and doctor turns and basically hands him a medication prescription to help him sleep at night but that wasn't fixing the problem it was just masking it and you know just in having discussions with him I, I said to him I said you know what you're missing as purpose in life. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out, especially on retirement side, is that they think that their purpose is wrapped up in their career. And I've always tried to encourage people that if if your purpose is wrapped up in your career, you don't have a purpose uh, because your career can be taken from you, but your purpose can never be taken. And so that was Henry's challenge is that he thought his purpose was wrapped up in his family and in his career and when those weren't let's say needed anymore he lost his purpose. And I remember thinking to myself kind of reflecting on that is that you know if I'd done everything right I had recommended every correct investment and you know recommended every right tax strategy and helped them with their cash flow and and it led to Henry to that position then I think I've really failed as an advisor because I have a special role with my clients. I know them rightly or wrongly better than most, better than their priest or pastor, better than, because I know the whole picture, whether it's financial or, or personal. So I think in that situation, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have another Henry and, and have them, you know, not have purpose. And so I don't want to fail my clients. And that's what led us really to moving in this direction to the investment solutions and all that. The the solutions, I should say, they're out there. That's actually pretty easy to kind of find the solutions for clients. But really having that financial plan in place that gives you clarity about the future and having that life plan so that you don't lose your purpose, that you have a reason to get out of bed every morning, that you're getting the best life you can. That's what's important. that's where the real value is and I think that's where the real long-term relationship is helpful for the client as well. and that's why it's advice first and that's why we do life-centered planning.
1: Yeah no that that story I mean it gets me every time and I know I've heard it a number of times but um, yeah I don't I don't think you can put a better yeah like message in place there as to the, the why, right? Why do, we, why do we do what we do? Why do we take this approach? Why do we spend so much time getting to know people and, and understanding them? Uh, it's for that, that reason right there, exactly. And, and I'm really excited to kind of go through in future episodes, like what that actually then looks like and what some of the tools that we use. Um, again, some of the, the different conversations that we have with people. And, um, and yeah, what, what that process and what that journey looks like. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to share that with our listeners and, and, uh, and yeah, kind of hopefully bring to, to the forefront a little bit more this, this life-centered planning approach, which still a, a not enough people, I would say, are talking about. Right,
0: yeah. You know, I would encourage people to really consider, and maybe it sounds a little bit cliche, but you know, means and meaning right we have our means which is you know the cash flow the money that we have the you know all our bells and whistles you know everything that we have maybe we have you know a second home cottage whatever it might be but it's really the meaning behind those things right why do we have that and we're 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 going to talk about different types of capital in the future whether it's financial capital or even social capital right and so we really want to focus or encourage people to focus on not just the means that they have Um, and the strategies around that but the meaning behind it the purpose behind it what what is that really for what are we trying to accomplish Um, you know I I only have a certain amount of time on this earth so how do I make sure that I have the best life I can get and so yeah uh, my challenge or my encouragement to people today would be to really consider the meaning behind the money as well
1: perfect and I don't think there's a better way to to end our our first episode here. So um, again, great to to have these conversations with you. Looking forward to more uh, in the future as well.
0: It's gonna be great. Enjoy and join us on this journey. It's gonna be
1: a great ride. Thanks for tuning in to Your Life and Money. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at advice-first.ca. Remember, financial planning is about more than just money. It's about living the life you want. So take some time to reflect on your goals and priorities and let us help you create a plan that aligns with your vision for the future. We'll be back with more stories, insights, and strategies to help you get the most out of your money and your life. Until then, take care and keep planning for the life you deserve. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation.